and welcome back to black or couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for the fifth episode in the third season of southland entitled the winds story by robin green mitchell burgess and heather is that heather or health or that's the weirdest spelling of heather heather zuki i'm sorry if i butchered that the teleplay was also by heather zuki i really enjoyed this episode i gave it a 9.9 out of 10 only thing that kept it from being a full 10 is the fact that i had to deal with deputy dewey the dipshit but other than that (laughs) and the fact that poor poor uh oh shit me and names i know john cooper and i always forget uh the other one's name which is so unfortunate um shit ben there we go ben ben was getting the short end of the stick but he finally got to get a joke in with the rest of the cop buddies so (laughs) but if someone could get hit with a with a short stick it would definitely be john uh, or Ben this entire episode get out of here you meanie I'm actually really glad that they did not focus on the Nate story even though it was brought up because they're gonna have a funeral for him on Sunday this seems to be the next day because we had a reference to the timeline uh, I'm sure Shy is happy about that where John says you know just yesterday I let you drive and you stepped on your dick the whole entire time so no you are not allowed to drive and we get to focal points which i i really like these focal points though like i will say i always felt the sammy side of the story was always the weaker element of this series but when you had lydia and john two of my favorite characters television wise they go in the list of favorite characters of all time they they just steal the show absolutely and it almost feels as if you don't even need that whole third story arc because you have so much meat and good potatoes here and sometimes when you go over to the sammy situation it's like it hit or miss hit or miss so we're in a time called the santa Ana winds i don't live in this area so I'm, i'm not it's the wildfires uh, something global warming is continuing it's more like i understand the complaint about it but as once again one of my great comics pointed out don't be survive don't be surprised when lava's in your living room when you live next to a volcano <laughs> so you know that there's problems here and all of those problems are as they are and you choose to live here and thus while it is uh it's okay to have a little comment on them to be shocked and surprised but i guess the whole thing was it was early like it only lasts for a couple of days and it's longer but i don't know i say that and then out of the time i just realized my own hypocrisy because i'm like i'm always bitching about the lake effect (laughs) and i live in ohio and i'm always complaining about the weather so touche brain touche call me out on my own bullshit so we get the lydia josie storyline which is centered around the fact that there have been multiple rapes in or on the west side and they show up at 
what is potentially or they they believe at the time the fourth victim she's upset she can't really talk about it the police have shown up she didn't want to call the police her husband insisted that the police be called and they end up getting a statement from her i like the way this was shot very well filmed as you see both detectives using their strengths of you know we have it's no one's fault because the husband blames himself the wife uh she doesn't think that she can do it but she ends up saying that it was dark and she woke up and the guy was on top of her and that she turned off the alarm due to the winds and they're able to get as much as they are that he was hispanic which is a huge problem (laughs) because this woman pretty much and it's not that there wasn't a hispanic rapist around but she used the racism aspect in her own which we you know we all watched the episode in her own rape case which is rather sad because how many victims uh are there due to white women either wanting to sneak off and sleep with the black slaves and then say they were raped or have a consensual relationship with a black or brown person and then the white community finds out because let's let's talk about that whole hawaiian situation so it's not just black people where people are murdered due to white women's words and they're supposed to always be considered the victim and you see adams at first she's very much for the victim but she starts to not just follow the story as it's being told she follows the evidence and that's the strongest aspect of this character not only does she have a different you know idealism on how people can be talked to how they can't be talked to she has stories she has reasons and i love that we learned that it's not that she's just on a white horse so to speak or on a pedestal but she has experiences that have taught her and stayed with her that influences how she um how she performs as a police officer and a detective and while initially she is completely on the victim's side uh you know they say just do us a favor go to the hospital get yourself checked out you did a good job they're interested in finding the person since they're connected to another three rape cases they go to the hospital they found out that she showered they said that's okay a lot of victims do so but she makes it very clear that she will not be testifying and lydia says that you know we need evidence there's really nothing connecting to the crime and maybe she won't have to testify because she believes that and it's not and she listened to josie to her point like she's gonna calm down i've been doing this a very long time she loves saying that i when people throw out their tenure that means that they think that they're right because of said tenure versus the idea that just because your tenure doesn't mean you can't learn something and we have a moment of john doing the exact same thing in this episode but he used it to prove a a point despite his own personal flaws about his position as a cop and i thought that that was a good juxtaposition because josie uses it just to get her way (laughs) 
or to be saying that i'm right and i should be you know they're both the same type of uh i think russ pointed this out that they they're the same not as far as long of doing it longer but they are of the exact same stature or what is the word i'm looking for i can't find it uh on the same level there we go and thus you know lydia is open to the idea but she immediately is like i don't know if we can you know or josie doesn't seem to be as receptive to the fact that lydia has something to offer her lydia is more receptive to that idea because she says you know you got a point there she might calm down she might remember more things more details that has happened before with rape victims i can't dismiss that and i'm not gonna go well i've been doing such and such that's never a reaction for lydia as it is for josie and she she is able to still follow her own instincts because she follows up on even the smallest details she doesn't and this is something that cops actually get in especially detectives and how so many people end up in jail uh for crimes they didn't commit because they have that tunnel vision once they figure out or fix themselves or fixate themselves on a suspect they only build the case around said subject instead of actually focusing on what the evidence is saying what lines up with what is going on exploring other opportunities and and making sure that everything correlates and even lydia's like look there's not any no lawyer is going to prosecute this because there is nothing connecting this person to the crime scene because they end up going around to you know talk to all of the hispanic gardeners you see them all having jobs that are landscaping or in some type of service as they tend to be in these upper households and they think they can take advantage of them because they believe that they are uh illegal immigrants or from a minority of society that no one's going to care about and unfortunately they're absolutely correct in that but it also once again shows that racial discrimination there based on what this one person is saying and they run into a guy who has scratches on him he looks a little shifty he uh does seem as if he is hiding something (laughs) i will say that much but that also is a natural reaction when the police show up i mean there's not a a moment right that i am ever pulled over to the side of the road and there's not a feeling in the knot of my stomach that this is going to go horribly wrong i don't pull over and go oh this is a traffic violation i pull over and i have nothing but a knot of dread in my stomach and panic and so yeah i might look a little nervous and a little shifty and a little whatever because i'm simply around authority figures and authority figures don't have the most positive experience in my life (laughs) Uh, particularly the police and so it makes a whole bunch of sense that he would have that reaction as well you can't just use that as a sign of guilt even though of course it may it gave credence to the fact that this woman picked him out in a lineup now 
even lydia's a little sus about this love because she looks over at josie and josie's like look i've been doing this a long time as she loves to say and he'll probably just take a plea deal and you see lydia's face at that moment what the hell did you just say she automatically didn't want to pick anyone out said she could not do it she encouraged her to do it anyway and she picks out of course the one guy that looks like he might be guilty out of every guy on that list i mean he was pretty prominently put out there and thus they get a positive id but it's kind of based on a ruse and, and a little bit of a lie which she calls out to her not only that there's no evidence to support that he did anything and they have to wait days for dna which is really shitty because you can arrest someone and you have to they can be charged with a crime and be innocent of crime and cannot be exonerated until after the fact (laughs) despite the i mean a positive d is our positive id okay uh which is why i'm glad they did what they did at the end i'm not saying they were doing anything wrong but lydia definitely started to suspect that something wasn't altogether correct because once you find one lie then what else are you lying about and it feels very insignificant that she says oh i turned off the alarm company but there's no record of that so that one inconsistency is enough to make everything afterwards not i'm not gonna 100 percent take what i see or hear i'm gonna follow what the evidence is telling me and i like what she said to her creating a ruse to get a criminal to confess is one thing but to use one to coerce a rape victim to id somebody is wicked you gonna learn today they also find out that the person that she identified is someone that was known to the victim something she didn't mention prior like she used to talk uh, complain about the fact that he parked his truck there sergio is known and he was released from jail by some rich white lady or which em- employer and no one thought i thought that was a big gap there to see who actually paid for his bond <laughs> unless it really wasn't her but i was suspecting it was her so why <laughs> still why would they not uh follow up on that one particular piece i don't know but that also raises a big red flag to lydia and she's like look i don't think that we're following the right way here i just something doesn't seem right and then they end up going to the hotel after he gets released because of course who wouldn't get released after there's no fucking evidence other than an id and she doesn't you know she's medicated he's like i got your pills coming so you're not even in the right mindset i get it you're trying no one's gonna be in the right mindset after a rape case so i see both sides of it but it also points to unreliable witness and i'm saying i'm not gonna testify so if i'm not gonna testify then where's the case so of course he gets out on bail uh of course you want to say why would you flee because that's exactly what Josie says flee guilty people do not flee that's not something that they do and as much as I want to say you're so wrong because as I was stating earlier you're going to react the way it feels like you're going to be reacting yeah no I really wouldn't flee (laughs) I would talk to my lawyer whatever that lawyer is see exactly 
what but but uh, so different when it's a different cut because i can see it on both sides right i can see why he thought fleeing was a good idea but at the same time uh it's not gonna help you at all <laughs> just not at all it only makes you look guiltier and unfortunately whatever the the valid reasons for you doing so it also just compounds your guilt especially if you're a person of interest i personally would have said if there's dna evidence to be had to be found i i might may have even if they you know they can't afford i get all of that i truly do as a poor person but i don't think fleeing as much as i want to say fleeing is just never going to be a good eye like i understand if you were like convicted or something like that and you know and you had that opportunity to like i am truly innocent they've convicted me of this crime i am about to go to jail tomorrow and i'm completely innocent okay i might give you a little bit of fleeing room then because it doesn't matter what i say and do you have already made up your mind about this crime but at this point you know <laughs> jumping on a bus out of town is just not it, it, it doesn't help anyone and you got kids too i just can't say this was a and then you see the police and then you decide to make a run for it and i'm like totally i'm totally with him suing for being in a hospital and getting fucked up but dude you also totally did that to yourself why the fuck would you run in the middle of traffic <laughs> i would have been suing after the fact uh you know i i feel like he had more things to pursue and it could just be unfortunately he wasn't uh what's the word as versatile in in the law to know what his options are but that's why you get an attorney that's why we appoint you one even if it's a shitty one and i think even a shitty one would would have had a lot more to like where is his fingerprints why is he why isn't there no dna in the house i felt even a shitty attorney would have much more to help you out and you know there's just really no reason why and then they said the person that bailed you out was a nice person i don't i don't get it i just don't get it explain to me explain to me always try to play devil's advocate but sometimes i just can't agree with you bruh i would never run even if it meant i would be in jail for a crime that i did not commit at least i would be not a fugitive (laughs) and leave that stigma to my children put my wife in the position that she would have had to lie to the police and had to be literally told like look your kids the, the mom and dad don't need to both be in jail okay I get what he's trying to do i understand the reasons why he's trying to do it because at that point i think they realize something's off especially as they go and try to talk to the missus and now the attorney's like oh they told us not to talk to you because they want to talk to our attorney yeah clearly either they didn't tell the attorney the truth or they told her half the truth and <laughs> somebody told them something so even if they were suspecting at that point that no something's not right here uh they didn't you you were making it a whole lot worse so he's in the hospital she's upset about it josie still thinks that maybe they're doing the right thing 
and then finally they find out that they did find the person that was the rapist confessed to all the crimes besides this one rape they then go back to speak to or was this after the hotel they go to speak with the housekeeper who knew sergio by name and when she finds out that uh she framed this man and he's in the hospital (laughs) she she spills all the tea i love the drive back when they have the argument because you knew it was coming lydia's like i told you i fucking told you what i did enjoy despite not agreeing with josie is they had their they both had their particular reasons for feeling that they needed to do what they do josie's like look i didn't push someone and then they went out and they killed someone else uh and they continued on raping other people and then you have lydia is like well i had a 14 year old who we did push and push and push and push so fucking hard that she hung herself with nylon stockings there is a line that we have to follow and that that line is the evidence so while they both were coming from a very personal place in the end lydia was absolutely correct because she had those she was doing what she was supposed to be doing which was following what the evidence says no matter what her gut said no matter what her feelings for the victim were no matter that she could only follow what the story is being told that is presented as fact and not as as circumstance and it turns out when they had that i love the little meeting he's like i don't like your tone detective (laughs) just like oh you gonna not like a whole lot more than just my tone because they find out that she was banging the the trainer she's like people say men come from your house does he give you yoga or he give you lessons in your bedroom why would you ask me that because we have found your prints like all over your bedroom his prints you want to talk about then she just she's like you were not raped were you and she lets out the bag that no like i know what you do on your business trip so i was getting mine too and then she's like i didn't think anybody was gonna be arrested bitch you picked him out out of a lineup how did you not think he was going to get arrested fuck you bitch shut the fuck up bitch she is arrested for filing a false police report and i love the they was arguing back and forth they're like y'all both are bitching to each other about who you banging and none of y'all are concerned about the fact that you just put an innocent man in jail or just you know you tried to frame an innocent man for a crime he did not commit because there was no crime that was committed talking about you lied all you had to do and then why would you lie if you was like i don't i know what you're doing in your hotel room yada 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 why didn't you just throw it in his face why wouldn't you do that because you didn't want to what what because you didn't seem too to care too much once you was busted so they go to the hospital and they call this man an attorney because they want him to sue their family for every dime and that's how they can make it up to them because they both take ownership of it and i appreciated that that's what a partner is doesn't necessarily mean we gotta agree on everything but we do because she's like look i do care about the victims but i also have this other way of thinking and lydia's like i do overly care and need to be a little bit tougher but i also am morally correct most of the time (laughs) morally morally and um 
professionally so let's go over to the john storyline with ben he notices that ben or ben notices that john during roll call seems to have a lot on his mind he of course assumes that it has to do with his back his back problem because he has been paying this entire episode he's been doing acupuncture he's had 12 sessions unfortunately it's not something muscular insurance will only pay for 12 sessions i've had that after my surgery i kid you not my insurance would only pay for 10 i'm like 10 is not enough home exercise i was like i don't even need the fucking 10 just give me two sessions because clearly the rest is just y'all getting money off of me because you do not make sure i'm perfectly fine and back to normal (laughs) that is not what you care about and he's told that he needs to consult a surgeon and i think we have had a few episodes where we really haven't focused much on john's back issues but it really hits a definitive line in this episode um which i'm curious to hear shy about because i know she's gonna be talking about that he's a hypocrite and this is why i love the john character he is not a black or white character he is all shades of gray he has such a high standard to himself as a police officer and a per and but still has his personal demons that do not that don't necessarily that would make him hypocritic of his police officer duties but when he puts on that uniform he really does hold himself to the highest standard of the law uh doing good where he sees good should be done and dealing with a lot of personal trauma that he keeps very very close to his own vest and i felt bad for ben who has really been wanting to solidify this bond with john that he 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 does admire him he does see him as a father figure he does see him as someone as a mentor and he's kind of kept out of his personal life but john is also like shira on a shira day because there's christina and then there's shira shira is that other person that you just don't want to fuck with you're like god damn shira (laughs) and he got shira because he didn't know and of course he doesn't know what's going on in his personal life he doesn't know that he's probably going to have to go have surgery he no longer has a, a a supply to narcotics he's not doing that particular uh thing so to speak uh and he is going to have to confront what is happening as the lady says it's your back if it was my back i would at least want to consult a surgeon and then he also has this thing going on with his dad who is a rapist and a murderer um whom he has made it his personal responsibility to remain in jail for the rest of his life for the victims he even goes to the courthouse in the name of the victims they're not even there because those people are probably the mom's long gone and and yet it still sits with him all the time constantly to the point that he himself has made sure that he will never forgive or forget the man that uh that did it but it also 
he speaks a little bit young uh, to the kid about his shitty childhood and i think he just doesn't in a lot of ways he doesn't connect with ben on that level because they come from two different worlds two different backgrounds two different you know you you did have shitty kind of parental situations but you know so you don't like to judge people or, or hierarchy i should say people's situations but it's a fact um you know we could talk about i was just talking about in the minx podcast how there's yeah feminist issues that women don't get paid the same there's there's problems that women have in this country but you know at least our vaginas aren't being cut off at birth that's fucked up and no i don't mean actual vaginas but you know what i meant your your clitoris so that a woman can never get pleasure that happens to this day to this day in the 21st fucking century and i ain't talking about oh some weird cult no i mean prolifically and people have to just deal with that so to say that you can't uh compare and contrast to horrible childhoods um unfortunately you can (laughs) you know you had a mom uh who was kind of a shitty mom and lied and had you grow up thinking a whole lie and you have a dad that says your dad but you know okay what was me that's different than say the kid that they show up to whose parents absolutely and utterly leaves him and the trash behind and that's it that's fucked up but he tries to connect with him all episode to figure out what's going on uh, he starts conversations and john's just not in the mood to talk he's in full shira mode he tries to keep up a little bit because <laughs> they talk about the fires and this that, and the other thing but he's you know how when you're just in a mode everything that is that is trivial just is more like shut up i don't want to hear it i don't <laughs> it's not personal don't but you're gonna take it personally especially when he showed up and he's like he had him coffee because he says show up at 5 a.m sharp we got an early day and then he had some coffee and he throws it out the fucking door that shit hurt that shit hurt i felt really bad for him in that moment (laughs) it's not funny but that's like some hazing ass type of level (laughs) oh man that set the tone right it's like (laughs) just don't talk to him today do our job i don't know why why i'm laughing so hard because it was so funny but so tragic at the same moment because ben's face was all types of devastating like bitch i held this whole thing i made sure i got it because the day before you did have him passing a little bit of judgment on him because they pulled someone over well first the first uh one is the dog right the snake got out because the winds blew over the cage and it's literally strangling the puppy no one could it's your snake dude why don't you get in there and just get your fucking snake off of it i don't think that you standing there just being like well i don't know what i could do uh just get 60 dollars and pay for it like what an asshole thing to say no idiot 
just know you would be liable for that you would be paying yeah no you wouldn't pay sixty dollars you would be paying a lot more than that not only that they can have a civil suit against you just so you know and you would lose your insurance because they do underwrite against dangerous or vicious animals so that's more consequences than you're thinking of idiot which is why you should have crawled your ass under that crawl space and fucking got your goddamn animal off of the fucking puppy talking about uh, it's not my fault it is your fault it's your responsibility i understand it was an accident accidents do happen i get that part but you standing around and being a dick about it is it's not no so uh john goes in there he's like he's like you want me to call animal control so we're gonna do tase it <laughs> he was serious too though he's like you need to help yeah i'm gonna tase it the dog ends up fine and <laughs> ben once again steps in it by talking about how his mom spent seven thousand for chemo for their dog and he thinks it's a waste of time and he tells him well you can't put a a price tag on a man's best friend he's like yes you can uh didn't know you were animal lover well i don't know about you but the whole you can't put a price on man's best dog best friend kind of gave it away ben (laughs) and he's like i like dogs clearly i mean i went in there i stopped i rescued the damn dog didn't call animal control i like dogs uh after that <laughs> they go to the the the, the a situation where a kid is just taking out his anger with a lead pipe on the appliances because his parents just told him to spend the night at a friend's house and when he came back he he found that they left him with all of the trash i like that john or ben still can't control the situation because he's like put the pipe down just put it down and he's not listening to him he's like shoot me i don't give a fuck he doesn't say those exact words and then you have john over there like come on kid and he immediately throws it down (laughs) like the authority is just so present with him and then he takes them and they kind of they form a little bit of a bond in the backseat because he stops and gets them some food he's like i haven't eaten anything in a few days he's like you inhaled that thing he's like my parents were assholes i get it so like, i didn't know that cops could talk to kids that way he's like what you gonna do arrest me and you know you could tell that he really cares about this abandoned child and he wants to do the best for him he doesn't even take him to ra- down to the office because he says things are going to be better he says trust me uh he lets him sit at, sit at the police station and this poor kid is so starved for affection the little bit of affection that he gets he wants to of course stay with him and uh he sees that he's still sitting there after work well one there's a they pull over a guy who's swerving all over the place no alcohol but he he took prescription medication and he says it's not his fault because it was prescribed to him and that makes it legal which it doesn't I, I don't know where he was going with that argument because that is so not true uh <laughs> i've had my doctor prescribed me xanax and oxycodone for different reasons and in each case it does clearly say do not operate heavy machinery 
while on this medication so if you go and uh, willfully do so ignoring it you are then responsible for your actions which is driving under the influence because you are putting people at risk how did he possibly not think that that was a crime and i think that pissed off john more than anything but you see boot over there kind of judgy like oh because he sounds a lot like john i have a knee injury i'm just taking the pain off whatever i'm not an addict i'm just doing this so on and so forth and we've heard those exact words from john but what john is trying to point out to boot in this situation is when someone puts someone else in danger you put other people at danger other people at risk doesn't matter like i can say i've said these things before but who have i harmed mostly i've been harming myself other than uh i'm sure shy is going to point out to me something he's done in the last two seasons i might be forgetting but for the most part i don't think i've seen john truly do something to compromise his position as a police officer uh even when he was fucked up and doing going to his drug dealer's house that was all um i think maybe no he called in he called off and said he wasn't used that's been the day there uh but he he hasn't like endangered the public i think that was where his issue was it's like do what you're gonna do but the minute you start endangering others that's when that's my position to step in he also noticed those judgy looks when he arrested the guy because he's probably thinking oh how are you gonna arrest them for something that you do he's like yeah but i wasn't doing that i wasn't allowing like when i cross this line that's when i expect you to step up uh then you have uh him counting the pills and he says let me take over and you go finish booking and you have he's like well i can do this no 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 then he walks in and he shows him the report how many pills did you count 20 how many did i log in 20 know that i've been wearing the samuel like i've been doing this longer than your balls dropped and i've been wearing the samuel brown as well which i found out is like some badge of honor or something to speak it's a huge thing um (laughs) for police officers that were uh pretty much imported as most things are from uh the english and so he doesn't appreciate him thinking that i'm going to use my position of power to abuse my power like that don't get it twisted i have my problems you know about the problems that i have yes i acknowledge that however (laughs) i have never in my life done something like steal medication but i feel like we've seen him do that in the first or second season like or look at it or pocket it or something maybe this is all this is also when it was more retcon too because you know how they do soft reboots um so i could be i could be seeing it from that perspective did he see that when that happened maybe that's what he's thinking i don't know but i think in that point he just wanted to prove to him that i do take my job seriously i i don't cross that line or i'm not willing to cross that line even though he was in a significant amount of pain and i think he is coming at least it seems as if and i'm not talking about remember because i actually don't remember at all (laughs) uh what happens with his back but it felt in this episode for the first time he actually was considering that i might need to take some action 
regarding my condition because if he is exploring other options such as acupuncture and not just popping pills that means he's getting closer to the idea okay i might need this particular help but what he's really dealing with because the child the guy well first let's go to the the kid again richard he uh the caseworker shows up after they start playing a game and he tells him he shot a gangbanger in the leg and he's like that's cool (laughs) and he's like nice to meet you and he gives him a hug and that hug was very sweet and then the way he even just like it's gonna be okay oh that broke my heart then he he learns that the kid because he gave him his phone number he says look if anything goes wrong just call me that he ran away but he shows back up a little bit later because he's concerned because it's like you can't do that he says one of the kids hit me and i don't want to go back he's like unfortunately you can't go you have to go back where are you gonna go he doesn't even say you can't go back it just says where are you gonna go he's like i'm gonna come live with you you can adopt me and you see that moment with john right because he's just like he understands he fully understands what this kid is going through and he knows that he can't help him and he ends up walking away having to walk away and the kid's like fuck you but he knows it's coming from a place of pain coming from a place of helplessness and he also feels that exact same very thing because he has to go to his father's parole hearing which is what he's been on and off again about on the phone all episode uh long the thing that's been everyone people have alluded to like one guy's like good luck man it's like is anybody gonna tell me what the fuck is going on which no one does dewey doesn't know i'm glad he didn't know oh i forgot about the dewey one that they had where the guy hung himself (laughs) and uh or he says he hung himself it was the way he said it and uh he's like no it's hanged and he's like boot google it and he's like i'm not Uh, I'm still being hazed, aren't I? But that just meant he got to get a joke in about the Santa Anna wins. Santa Anna? Yeah. Wins uh, blowing a stick up his ass. But she's probably going to feel like a dick later on when he finds out that he went to his dad's pro hearing. And uh, his dad only briefly looked at him said that he deserved he ended up going completing his anger management he did something with aa he grad got a college did all the things after 20 years he's up for a release and he believes that god has shown him the lights and that he deserves to be forgiven he looks at his son when he says that his son stands up and says that i'm here to represent the victim and that the victim didn't get to grow up didn't go uh, my guess is she was very young if she didn't even go to college uh you know what you did was so i'm gonna guess that she must have been a minor or at least very close to a minor she didn't get to get married she can do all these things and i can't imagine what that does to a person to know that your parent not only raped someone but murdered them and you grew up in the house with them and they were not even a good parent but of course every parent every child is born with this love of their parent right or want to have that love that's just a natural thing to want the love of your parental figures and 
it's also natural to love them in return and even if that love turns to hate that absence of love still leaves a a mark leaves a trauma that you cannot you cannot simply overcome is what i talk a lot about my my nephews uh particularly one because i think i feel like uh i feel like little k um k-pop he has a little bit more uh to deal with but i feel like with the other you know he's got two parents that just blatantly do not want him and you can't you unless you've been through that emotional damage you you can't you're not that's not repairable that is not something you're just going to be able to 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 get over right uh it's just something that's missing for the whole of your life and and it's a very base primal thing and to not have that that initial foundation then what do you build upon uh so i i really felt that um with the kid richard and i love how that correlated uh with john and his own fractured relationship with not only his father but his mother um which we don't hear too much about i'm sure we probably will but to know that he didn't both of his parents weren't good people and then he decides that he's going to go out and be a selfless person like his job in life is to protect the public you 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 understand why he takes it so seriously why he is the way he is why he's the complex character that he is that's why i believe that john cooper is one of the best written characters in television history that i've watched and why i i mean he's just michael cutlets uh never knew him before like walking dead that's when i was so happy to see him and i think that the walking dead um tragically underutilized that talent i mean majorly tragically underutilized that for fucking daryl and i'm sorry but daryl dixon or that actor in comparison with michael cutlets just no no not even a comparison and i felt like he should have been treated so much better than the shit that he was given but uh at least he gave him some exposure (laughs) and people came back and watched this this show where his performance was just fucking phenomenal uh and you felt it in this moment where you know he's coming back because that's where we started that episode 33 hours earlier of him just uh a ladder comes off a truck and he ends up running off the road and as soon as he steps out like the full weight of everything just hits him and he falls and he just sobs because that is someone he is supposed to love respect supposed to be a mentor all those things and his job now in life is to make sure that man never gets out of jail and not only that his his forgiveness is the gateway for that man getting out of jail because as soon as he said what he said you could see everyone denying that parole he's not getting out because that man we have someone showing up in stars and stripes and is a police officer and this man's son and doesn't feel that he deserves to be forgiven and uh unfortunately or fortunately because i i I get it 
20 years i think if you are sentenced to life in prison there is people who just they, they do they get out in 20 years 25 years and you have to wonder is that enough for your crime what is life in prison if you don't die in prison and i have my issues with the justice system and the prison system but i also think that there is a little bit depending who you are uh you know you can commit murder and get out in 20 years i I watch a lot of crime true crime and that happens a lot for some of the most heinous crimes imaginable those people are not of black or brown (laughs) pursuit i hate it here but since i am throwing shade you know i have to do throw some at the at the european countries because they just they're just like maximum is 25 years so if you commit a crime the worst you you can you get a one-third of your life uh behind bars and just like pour acid on people's faces and they get out that person is never gonna live again and you get to live the rest of your fucking life 60 years after the fact yeah no that there's a lot of other countries that have very lax too lax types of penal systems and there's other countries that literally (laughs) you would never want to go to prison and commit a crime uh so it's uh it's it's odd the varying degrees there of what law enforcement truly is but that is the episode as it stated very very good i should just go ahead and give it a 10 i probably ultimately will on the scorecard we do have feedback as i alluded to earlier on the episode so let's hear what shy has to say Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Southland Season 3, Episode 5. I'm trying to catch up to what your schedule is um, showing. Um, This is supposed to be today. I doubt you'll probably get to the podcast on this one. Um, But I'm going to send it anyway because I'm bound to determine to get this stuff in. I know you're about to go on vacation soon and you ain't i mean not that you would be worried about this anyway but still i'm sure you want to knock some things out um before you head out so on that note um this episode i was a little bit um taken aback by (laughs) this one um because on the aftermath because i saw the season four episode season four episode four I saw that one earlier today and gave myself a few hours and went into this one. So I was half I was expecting uh, here we go when that word expecting expectations having those but I, I don't feel like it was far fetched to have the expectation that um there would be more fallout from all that happened to Nate, especially with him being a series regular up until now um and so instead of just a oh excuse me sorry still feeling the effects from um like yesterday last night this morning however you want to say <laughs> but um yeah i expected them to be more like more aftermath of that like you know what's happening with 
Nate's. I mean, maybe they'll get to it. I just expected it to see more of it in this episode um, in regards to Sammy and, you know, how he's doing. We didn't even see him this episode. Um, how the family's doing. I mean, all they did was say, hey, Nate's funeral is Sunday. Um, and that was about it. And, you know, they said it a couple they said it a couple times they referred to the funeral a couple times after that but that was the extent of them discussing Nate and so I was just I would have expected to see more of that the fallout from that um to carry over into this one so I was taken by surprise that this they rarely leaving that didn't even that wasn't the factor um instead we got john and ben going at it again this time um you know john is i guess he's on he's on some he's on something uh when i say that not drugs i'm talking about his uh mentality um he's befriended this little kid which i'm like what the hell are y'all not gonna look for the parents at all? Cause I know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess they wouldn't tell the kid that, but at the same time, that should be part of the protocol. Is you know these these parents just abandoned this kid? That's all kinds of fucked up. You know they <laughs> they sent him off to uh, sleep over at a friend's house, and while he's gone, they just packed up the place and left. I'm like. Why we <laughs> people are just they just do the most, man. Um, and, and I mean, my thing is just why didn't you just tell the adults that he was staying with what was going on? Tell them to you know call social services, call social, I mean, whatever. But just to just have him spend the night over a friend's house and then he comes home to nobody being there. To, oh my god, I just can only imagine the trauma of the situation and then John and I mean in his efforts to befriend this boy try to um you know make him feel no or trying to make him feel better I should say about you know as best he can of since you know barring the situation but it's like he, I, I already knew that was going to happen because he, this kid has abandonment issues and then he befriended you and then so he's going to see you as his savior as his hero and then you quickly dashed his hopes and dreams um by you know saying no and that's my thing with john he's just so stubborn he just will not open up but he expects he gets irritated with ben when ben doesn't open up and say what his problem is why he's you know have an attitude or being distant but he doesn't reciprocate he doesn't when john and when ben was asking him he didn't even say anything i mean you gotta try to guess what's going on with him why is he upset and i felt like i mean he's you know being hypocritical in that situation because um not to say you need to know every little thing about your partner but you need to have a general idea of what's going on with them because that can affect how they perform out in the field. And so, and he just got through saying that in the last episode when it seemed like something was going on with Ben. Um, Lydia's story, 
This is like, what the hell, man? I mean, unfortunately, this is a sad but very prevalent reality in our country, all over the world, whatever, however you want to say it, with women, men, peoples making false allegations. Um, in this case, she's falsely accusing her gardener. He was an easy, um, he was an easy prey in regards to using him to cover up the fact that she's having an affair. And what gets me is that once she's caught, is and that's how it is. With that's just that's typical. It's like once you're caught up in your situation and your mess, then you go on the defense and or the offense and you start attacking um, to deflect on your sins. And it's like, okay, regardless of, I mean, just own it. Like, hey, yeah, I'll cheat it. You cheat it, whatever. But you know, instead. It's, you know, we got to play these games. We got to, and I'm glad that, you know, we get to see this, the, the scene about the family suing. Because, hell yeah, I'm suing. Because you used me. You used this man. Me. I'm saying that. I'm thinking, trying to think like the person. Um, you used this man as, some, as, a, uh, as a smoke screen for your shenanigans. Instead of being one woman enough to say, I got caught up and this is it. You're going to pull some, um, I've been raped. And that just gives those true rape victims a bad, a bad rap because you have these types of women out there that are doing this kind of stuff. And so, and you know, that's how people always remember that one false allegation versus the 10 others that are very much true. Um, and they use that one false allegation to, support their arguments which is you know typical as well that's what people do uh, you know you could do 10 things right and that the one thing wrong is what they're going to harp on so um this this mom this person she was a complete ridiculous entitled karen type of person i was about to get upset when i saw dewey because i was like please tell me we're not gonna get dewey and i, I noticed that we don't see chicky she um uh, I mean I thought did she they changed partners um so I was kind of confused by that did she formally ask for a new partner um but yeah I was I was get ready I was ready to get upset at the simple fact of seeing Dewey but luckily thankfully his role was very minimum and then um for some reason I thought this John back storyline was over i didn't know we were still going to be dealing with the issue <laughs> excuse me hiccups the issue with his back i'm like here we i mean it's just i feel like we should finally just um put this storyline to rest because it's been ongoing since what season one um and so it's starting to get old so it's like you know piss or get off the pot um i'm personally i'm just ready for it to progress to continue to progress if we're going to continue to deal with John and his back um and so we see that what he stole the evidence and he put something else in his place huh <sighs> and so of course he's calling himself calling Ben out for um not trusting him and he did the very thing that Ben was suspicious of him doing so it's like uh yeah john has a lot of demons um and we saw one of those demons today in this episode so 
But that's all I got for now. On that note, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Shy, for your thoughts on the episode. So, as I stated, the Queen was going to point out that he was a hypocrite. I called it. I know my booze. Uh, <laughs> so, I am, as you have already heard, ridiculously biased regarding... Um, John's characterization but I cannot disagree at all that he does leave been hanging you know you, you brought up a good point when he's bothered or something's going on with Ben he doesn't just let him leave it and yet when it comes to the other side of that equation he's completely shut the fuck out and that isn't a fair dynamic whatsoever to ask for now I like did i miss that i thought i watched the, i did watch the whole episode i didn't see him steal any evidence are we talking about in previous because i said i think there was a scene in a previous season where maybe he did pocket some pills or was considering them or something to that effect he did do something that it felt like it was crossing the line but it didn't i did not catch that in this episode so either i missed it or it didn't happen <laughs> one or the other but i thought his whole point which would have been a stupid point to show him no i didn't steal the evidence uh if he stole it. i yeah i just watched it i did not see him steal the evidence i saw him count it and there was like a dude right behind him too so it's not even like he did it on the sly <laughs> or switched up the bottles there was like an after credit scene i maybe missed i'm not sure but um it, it but going back to my earlier point it's not to say that he hasn't clearly um made made a uh, been been suspicious not warranted so yes you do have a point there he is a very complicated character i totally agree but that's as i stated earlier what i thoroughly enjoy i don't you know it's easy to jump into shows and they tell you who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist and i'm not saying you shouldn't have that element of who is the person that you're supposed to be rooting for or not because there are some shows that just but there's nothing to say you don't have that you do need to have a protagonist or antagonist it can sometimes make your story a little sloppy if all of your characters are unlikable or people that you can't root for but there is no idea like that's what i loved about the expanse there's people doing the best the better good but not always good right like i love naomi and you know i'll die on a cross defending all of her actions but i can't pretend that she's a good like that wouldn't like if someone put it out in an argument i'm not gonna go like well no no they're all great characters um mark or you know james when he decided not to blow up marco's shit because i basically don't want to be the man that kills your son you know some would argue bitch please that was the whole entire war you could have stopped it right then yes he could have become a martyr that's a reason to throw out there but he also couldn't have done more harm <laughs> so you could have you know but that wasn't even really his thought process his thought process as we heard was completely selfish uh and some would argue like you just basically put your personal feelings above humanity lord knows i've cursed out uh uh that chick from from marvel wanda about that not taking that dude's pearl out of his head 
the entire time like how dare you rest of humanity your personal feelings and yet depending on the situation and because that's what we are as people we have a tendency uh, jokingly uh, like mimi pointed out like you be changing up your opinions exactly that's exactly what we do as human beings <laughs> we are black and white people we are sometimes the protagonist and sometimes the antagonist let's just not be so antagonistic that you are literally the villain and in this situation and scenario i don't see these great characters i don't see them as villains but i don't see them as protagonists i see them as people that are completely flawed but are, are trying in some way in their own way to do the best they can to better society to to help people despite their own personal issues and i i respect that to a certain extent right because there are those that are out there that are wearing badges and aren't trying to better society and have personal issues there's others that are out that you know everyone's got their things some are just out there because they they just want you know to be an authority figure and lording it over the rest of them it that's not john right john is is what we've seen thus far still someone that wants to do good where he where he sees it and if he sees bad when he sees it that's what he what he calls but he's certainly to your point not a uh a cookie cutter type of character he's not someone who doesn't have his own flaws and even loving him as much i still i i i can acknowledge and totally understand that uh i actually really and i don't blame you for being surprised because actually in typical tv fashion yes you would expect to pick up after the fact of the, the aftermath of what happened but because this show does lean on some realism what i did appreciate is the fact that it was rather brushed over that we didn't go back to sammy in the aftermath of that because officers die in the line of fire all the i mean how many people die uh as as firemen as as officers as public servants and we don't know their name we don't stop and, and acknowledge that loss even though it's felt in that department in that community people still have to go out and do their jobs they have to move on with their lives life doesn't come to a standstill except for those people in that moment and i rather like the fact that they move the audience past that moment even though i believe of course we're going to come back to it but it's to say that as much as this was a beloved character as much as this was someone in such a tragedy it is only a blip in their reality and thus we're not going to sit and and spend a whole bunch of time in that aftermath when everyone else has to still move on in their positions in their job i actually thought that was a nice touch a thought out touch uh, as well and i'm not really sure uh the false allegations uh, totally totally with you on that one people out there just you know they assume you know if 50 women come out they all must be lying <laughs> or if one is lying then all 50 must be lying as well yeah i know all about that 
and women still deal with that we still deal with it and now they they want uh women to carry great babies to term there is very much a huge still stigma around rape as as well which makes these false allegations even more tragic because women uh, it's gotten better so much better but it still is a thing where what were you doing what were you as if that as if you deserved to be raped there's still that huge idea of that especially when you go into police station and the the majority of officers are still men um so it's and those are the first people that you're reporting to you're not you know unless you're beaten down or something but if you're just walking around and you walk into the station it's 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 fucked up how they treat rape and it's so prolific in this country and it's so underreported underreported and it's due to the fact of the the stigma the people that you have to deal with the way in which you are treated um the ignorance that you get as well that that it's really a sad part of the culture that a lot of people's like oh they hated the me too movement but even if you had those people that were just jump because no matter what movement you're always going to have those people that are trash that's just that's what comes with it but you know there are a lot of people that thought it was too inflated and this that and the other thing and it's like yeah who's all saying that mostly men you know why because the same thing that i'd be telling that milber just said i just referenced in another podcast as well you know don't tell me what it's like to have a vagina don't tell me how i'm being or or dismiss my feelings because you don't understand or comprehend or you are most likely latching on to that one false allegation instead of the very very numerous ones that are not uh, I don't know about Cheeky. I never give a shit about Cheeky. So maybe she finally stood up herself and and decided. I know she comes back at some point, but I also never leave really a fuck about that character. I'm just gonna be transparent. <laughs> um, yeah, and with Dewey, they they uh, it was like what the fuck, not Dewey, but he was tamed down. I feel a lot. <laughs> a lot more i think they do a lot better like i said tnt is a different network different ideas different creative license it's on cable when you're dealing with televised like nbc the you don't have creative control over your show and i think that uh i think that there was a plan with dewey and then there was like there probably was a whole bunch of people out there that absolutely loved dewey because i can see that as well that type of fuck boy and <laughs> i mean there's still people i kid you not i wish i was joking but you watched expanse so you get this part that literally be in comment sections defending mercury like he's just misunderstood you're you're a fucking idiot so apparently terrible people get fan clubs uh i just like the fact that thomas c howell that's name i'm pretty sure it is um got this type of part because he really was only known to me as blackface <laughs> i can't believe they did that terrible fucking movie <laughs> it was it was like oh man i bet you someone really thought they had good intentions behind it and did not think it through 
and lastly i'm not sure about the kid situation i don't think the police officers showing up to the scene would investigate i don't think that's just in their jury like they respond to the situation and then they hand the situation off as you stated to children's services but they would not i believe be their job foot officers uh responding officers to actually track down these parents but it also seems like they abandon their kids i mean people can actually walk wake can leave their children uh that is uh it is a crime i think it is a yeah it's neglect it is a crime um but what are you gonna do what what are you i mean clearly they, they plan this clearly these people aren't good people you're saying he could have went to the adult i don't think i think he just said he didn't eat in a few days so he just spent his time with like a random friend who probably just didn't know him very well he spent the night there or, or fell asleep or whatever the case may be uh but yeah it doesn't seem like anyone gives a shit about him i don't think going to the nearest adult would have really <laughs> i mean you go home and you find out your world has been shattered i don't even think that kid was thinking rationally he was just reacting angrily in that moment and that's when the police were called so i i i don't know if i could judge him for not finding the right outlet um and that scenario and sadly this is really sad that i actually know that this happened to someone where their parents just up and left them just just fucking left left them with people and just never showed up and they were never found i mean you you can leave the state my guess is that they did exactly that they just picked up they left the state and then what what the fuck are you gonna do this kid doesn't do anything he goes into foster care no one's gonna spend that much resources tracking these people down because unfortunately it's common um and and to waste the resources on basically a hunch of maybe we'll find like if they're ever in the system of course they'll they'll account them for their crimes but shit no they're gonna make a cursory walk around the neighborhood see if anyone knows anything uh look up their record they probably have records my guess is there's not their first crime and then they're gonna move on with their life because as i stated when it's this prolific and i know it's very prolific with abandonment and in these high um cities like this it's just not it's not a, a priority sad but i also totally understand it uh kind of like what the one dude was saying it's uh, uh josie was saying it's tax dollars now when she was talking about the fact that he got his uh he's all legged up and yeah the, the system's rather complicated but that's what I, I love also about this show is that they're not trying to tell you one way or another how to think they're just giving you the fucked up facts <laughs> like as it should be versus how it is but i enjoyed your feedback as always and yeah i don't know when we're gonna do the next episode i'll get my schedule together i didn't do shit the week before i think the minute the turn the corner turned to go out of town there was nothing pressing coming to my mind about doing any podcast because i was just so focused on i'm about to go to england <laughs> so while i appreciate heavily so that uh you uh you you did your due diligence just know that uh i did not (laughs) if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe 
Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.